Lawrence keeps it again. Dives, touchdown. What a start for Jacksonville. They back out of it. Flag on the play. Pass is caught. Uzama. Touchdown. 35-yard try. Bengals have never led tonight. Until now. Cincinnati wins it 24-21, and the rookie is hoisted for the second time. There was a moment in the middle of the fourth quarter on Thursday Night Football where Troy Aikman tried to put it all into perspective. What he was watching between the Jacksonville Jaguars and Cincinnati Bengals. And he made this comment, which on the surface was, you know, tossed off. But if you really thought about it, it said a lot. Troy Aikman, three-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer. Instead of Joe, Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence, they're going to be the faces of the NFL for a long time. That is the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars, respectively. And that is not to be slept on. And that was what I was thinking after the Cincinnati Bengals got the field goal straight through the uprights. By the way, you know I love the kicker club around here. Ricky, this kid, Evan McPherson, can play. And I know he missed early, but he drilled one in a big spot. That's his second game-winning kick in in four weeks to start his career. 24-21, Bengals outlast the Jaguars in a very loud Cincinnati building, a building that was lousy with Wesslings, who, by the way, Ricky, locked it up in a big spot. Even though Nick Wessling, halfway through the first quarter, sending out... Texts and tweets burying his own brothers. I love it. I love it, Ricky. And walking I, it back. I I love it because amazing. Chris Wessling. I don't know if he can hear it or see it. We don't know how all that works. But Chris Wessling would get such a kick out of the Wessling brothers, his brothers turning on each other week after week with this lock game. It's so perfect. It's so Wessling brother. It's so Cincinnati. And speaking of Cincinnati, a little bit later, one of the shining suns of the Queen City is going to join us. This was a game that the Jaguars were in control of. This was a game that the Jaguars were up 14-0 in the second quarter and driving. It was a mausoleum, Paul Brown Stadium, at that point. The Jacksonville Jaguars were at the goal line. Trevor Lawrence, who really I thought was impressive in this game. Joe Burrow is going to get the headlines, but I really thought Lawrence made big strides in his fourth start. Pushes forward, just, just comes short of the goal line. Turnover on downs. So it could have been 21-0 with a minute to play in the second quarter. Instead, Cincinnati takes over. They essentially run out the clock. And then a third quarter begins... And the game switches. It flips. And it's because Burrow got hot. And they go down the field. They make it 14-7. They get a stop. 
They go down the field again. Joe Mixon, one-yard touchdown run after Burrow's QB sneak TD. Got called back correctly. CJ Uzama making play after play after play. My goodness. It's 14-14. But to Trevor Lawrence's credit, to the Jacksonville Jaguars' credit, this was not going to be like last week where they got the big uh, Jamal Agnew uh, kickoff return or the field goal attempt that was gathered in the back of the end zone and then rushed 109 yards back the other way. And you're thinking, oh, maybe the Jags have a chance to upset Arizona, and then they get blown blown out of the building for the rest of that game. No, this time, again, progress for Urban Meyer's team. They go down the field. They march 11 plays, 77 yards in 5 minutes and 43 seconds. Cast by James Robinson's four-yard touchdown run. A lot of big conversions um, by Trevor Lawrence there. Uh, But the Cincinnati Bengals come right back. A really good game. A lot of good primetime games so far this season. And again, it's Burrow leading the charge. 10 plays, 75 yards. Now Joe Mixon's on the sideline with a minor ankle injury, we're told. By Zach Taylor, who all of a sudden doesn't look so bad because his team's three and one. Zach Taylor maybe has a face now. CJ Uzama again catches the ball in the flat on an all-out blitz by the Jaguars and takes it to the house. Touchdown, 21-21. Jags get the stop, or the Bengals get the stop. And again, another big Uzama catch. Uh, sets them up for the field goal. McPherson puts it through 24 uh, 21. And yes, a, just a big win for the Cincinnati Bengals, who are, are 3 and 1. That is notable. That is that's a big deal in Cincinnati because you think about what happened with Joe Burrow in his rookie year when you saw the flashes there for the number one overall pick, uh, but he couldn't get protected and he took too many hits and then he got his knee absolutely shredded in I believe it was November and then a very difficult rehab for not just as Aikman said during the telecast this was not just a popped ACL this was a shredded knee no one knew if he was going to be ready a lot of bad camp reports about him and Jamar Chase and everybody else connected to Cincinnati but none of that matters because the summer doesn't matter in the NFL and I don't know why Ricky I don't even know why we do a podcast I really don't know why we do it in the summer because we got to see what happens when it counts. And uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to enter October in first place in the AFC North. Wow. Well, this feels like a, a good time to bring in our guest. <laughs> Wild. What's that sound, by the way? Hmm. Wait. Wait a second. Is it time to head to the desert? Is it time to welcome in the consigliere? And I know that he's not actually in the desert right now. But that doesn't mean he's not the Wesling Brothers desert consigliere and proud Queen City native Spice Rack. Welcome, Boy. buddy. Buddy boy, uh, happy to be aboard. I see Buddy. you got the uh, no Greg. By the way, obviously we know what's going on with Mark. Right, no Greg. You don't get Greg. You got me and Ricky, and I hope that's okay, Spicy. 
it's it's fine by me. You know, who, who am I to uh, turn down any of these options? But <laughs> whoa, whoa. spicy, can you can you hear me? Well, what's going on we, here? We hear you great, spicy. Tell me about. All right. Tell me about where you watch this game. Tell me everything about it. Let's start there. Where, where was Spice Rack watching the the Bengals, not the Bungles? I don't the do three and one Bengals. I got too much gray hair to be cool, and I'm way too much of a maniac to like wa- really watch sports almost with anybody else. So, so you're solo soaking it in. How did it feel? What are you oh, thinking right now? Take me through it. Well, I mean, I, listen. There's not a lot of feelings. And, you know, as, as far as being a sports fan and uh, knowing you landed a stud at quarterback, there's a different feeling about it. If you think back eight, ten years ago, the Bengals had as deep a roster as anyone in the NFL. They had a Super Bowl roster with a wild card quarterback. I mean, that's how I always viewed them. I never even took them that seriously. But, I mean, just studs in their prime for days with A.J. Green and Whitworth and um, you know, the secondary was loaded, Geno Atkins and Dunlop. They were stacked, but they had a quarterback who you knew had a ceiling. And Andy everything, Dalton. yeah, and everything would have had to be perfect to to just get there. And uh, it's just different with, with Joe Burrow, for sure. And that's um, how spicy, that's how I opened up the show, just kind of an offhanded remark by Aikman midway through the fourth quarter. Uh, Troy, that- Troy Aikman? Troy Aikman, yes, yes the number yes. one overall pick out of UCLA, the Hall of Famer. They're going to be the yes, faces yes. of the NFL for a long time. He was, refer- he was referring to a Cincinnati and a Jacksonville quarterback. And I think that's notable because Jacksonville has a – even though they've only been around since 95 and they came in, they came out of the gates hot with Brunel and they had a nice run with Brunel, it's been pretty rough since then. And we know the history of Cincinnati QBs. Carson Palmer, and you know it's spicy, just like Wes knew it, was special, uh, but fate – intervene there now brutal, you have brutal, burrow. brutal now you have burrow and fate intervened potentially last season too and you're thinking to yourself when that knee literally explodes within his body oh my god it's, it's, it's happening a, again but now you a, now spicy you're thinking to yourself we we survived that we that, that gut punch and this guy's the real deal you know uh yeah definitely seems like we survived it uh, there's not, there's not a, uh, you know, that, that year after the injury that just makes things dicey moving forward. I mean, it's, it's pretty clear he's a keeper on all fronts. Um, but it's still, you know, we're looking at, uh, last year was wasted this year. Uh, I still feel like there's a, a ceiling on the team. And, and when you talk about modern NFL, those teams that really hit or went, you know, like what the bills have now with the. The Seahawks have with Russell Wilson, you know, they got that roster that stacked the, the quarter. I realize Allen is now, you know, he signed a big contract, but still that roster was built when he was still in that rookie contract. And, with that uh, rookie clock, right. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, we're already looking at it. Obviously, this isn't a wasted year by any stretch, but I'm not a big fan of Zach Taylor. The roster is very limited. And uh, re- regardless, I just look at this as a year of uh, as, as, as long as Burrow gets through it, you know, that's all I could ask for. A wild card appearance, something like that would be great. But uh, just watching this guy play is, you know, uh, it, it it offers hope. I mean, that's what sports are all about, especially in a small, small market, which, absolutely, you know, being I mean, a New Yorker, you understand. Yeah. Well, I understand what it's like to go Jokes. decades looking Jokes. for a quarterback. Jokes. But brutal. Uh, brutal. you have you you are in the hope business again. Uh, and I want you are our college guy. We lean on you, Spicy, every expert. year to give us expert. that. You're the expert 
you are peerless in that. Well, peerless within the structure of our podcast. Peerless is right. Oh, I don't know. Worldwide. Um, but I but what did you think about uh, Trevor Lawrence as well? Because, uh, you know, I remember probing what your thoughts on Lawrence ahead of the draft. And I think you spoke very highly of him as well. Yeah, absolutely. I felt they, I felt like they both really showed a lot in this game. I mean, uh, Trevor Lawrence is, uh, I mean, his, his talent jumps off the chart. I'm sure for the coaches who have done all the individual workouts of every big guy going back, I mean, his probably stands out, um, uh, you know, above almost any other guy. You saw his athleticism today. You saw that great throw to the you know left sideline you know 25 30 yards about triple covered um I mean he's he's spectacular he's, he's a can't miss I really am trying to get a feel for his personality he seems pretty much like a robot obviously he's done nothing but win his whole career and all that and uh you know the measurables it's they speak for themselves I I gotta tell you regarding his athleticism and his you know his ability his talent Urban Meyer what are we talking about here Zeus you got fourth and goal from the inch line. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence has already probably run for 30 or 40, you know, impressive type yards already in the game, showing his athleticism. I mean, he's 6'5", he's a strong guy. You can't just fall forward an inch. You have to run the triple option. Yeah, like that, God, that, that swung the whole game tonight. Yeah. That swung the whole game. But uh, overall, I'm a big fan of Lawrence. Personality-wise, he actually kind of reminds me of Carson Palmer. Talent undeniable, but kind of wooden. You know, I mean, I – it's not all bit. not all the way of a of a criticism, but he, Joe Burrow, you know who he is right away, just with body language, with interaction with teammates, and uh, not comparing the two just on that front. But you know, what? overall, give me a guy like Burrow. It's funny know, that we we Palmer's come up a couple times here because Lawrence is a good comp in a lot of ways. Like Palmer and Lawrence both were probably golden you know, child type yeah. prodigies when they the were chosen years one. old. The chosen one, absolutely. And yeah. um, they aren't going to carry themselves with the type of maybe charisma of a Joe Burrow who has who has a little bit of a uh, chip on his shoulder. His his college path was a little rockier. Sure. A Baker Mayfield, another transfer type guy that had walk on. And, you know, walk you on. see yeah. walk on, and you see the way those guys that that kind of informs their personalities as sure. well. And I and I brought it up on the podcast like a week ago, but I'll bring it up again. One of my favorite assignments I ever got sent on for NFL media was to cover the premiere of All or Nothing um, when the Cardinals uh, were the first season of that. And I got to go with my buddy Jay to the green room where all the players and Bruce Arians, and it was such a star-studded team, that 2015 Panthers squad. And Carson Palmer just chilling at the bar with a Bud Heavy. And, And even though he's maybe wooden from our perspective, when you're there, the way there's just there's just something about him. He just he's, has one, of, he's one of the guys, and I think that Lawrence has that same thing. And it's still young; we have no idea where this is going to go. But he kind of has an aura to him. I think. I think that I think Lawrence is really special. And if they're a Jaguar fan listening right now, and you're super bummed because you're zero four, and this was a stomach punch loss, obviously because you felt like you had it. Better days are ahead. Urban Meyer, maybe Hell you can yeah. be nervous about him, but man, sure. you have Trevor Lawrence in the building. Exactly. Once you once you land that quarterback, you're good. I mean, you know, for the for the most part, if you get that guy, you're good. And that all it just changes. It changes your view, uh, you know, from around the league, prospective free agents. You know, all of a sudden you're you're able to get these vets on a one year deal that still have a lot left in the tank. And uh, that Jacksonville's nowhere close to that yet. But they have their guy. There's there's no doubt. Hey, Spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, I was just going to say because I uh, because we value your your takes. Uh, anybody else from the game today that kind of jumped out, uh, jumped off the screen a little bit to you? Somebody you're excited to see more of? What about the tight end? Uh, oh, Uzama. Do, yeah. Do you think yeah, that yeah. was a think that was one of those primetime like uh, flashes in the pan, or if this is a yeah. guy I'd really keep an eye on? He's 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 rock solid. He's always actually been a pretty good receiver of the ball and uh, like a willing blocker, from what I understand. I'm not exactly breaking down film, but um, it, it, he he only moves so fast, and he only moves. He's 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 plenty serviceable, but he's nothing to get too okay. excited about. Anybody else uh, from the game that you wanted to throw out something on before we say goodbye? I mean, you don't you don't want my takes on uh, like Colleen Wolf or East Coast Bias or Zach Taylor. I got stuff written down. I mean, we won't There's, hear anything critical of Connie. No. If that's what you're getting at. But she, any, any other thoughts is good. I mean, she didn't return my complimentary DM. <laughs> if you call Do that you criticism, any idea. Do you have how, any idea how many? Random white men are DMing Colleen Wolf. I mean, she's got to follow you to DM. This is my this is my friend. We have an established friendship. Okay, you thought, okay, yeah, Ricky, yeah. No, I don't. No, no. Ricky, honestly, he should I, understand that though, right? The spicy has to understand that Colleen's her DMs. I'm a big uh, exist fan. on a plane I, that yeah, none yeah. of us can quite grasp. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. Uh... It is unlike anything you I mean, you could imagine. You should have seen the but Ricky she's DM. Just, she's Ricky just sent busy. me an absurd DM that involved. I can't even say it. I don't even. Yeah, I mean, we this can't is, even. Kids could talk be listening. About it. I mean, uh, Erica's getting killed too. Sometimes I'm sure. No, it's brutal for for the ladies. I'm sure. I'm sure these this uh, what Dan's referring to, Ricky, is uh, sent from a gentleman, not a gentle lady. Yes. Yeah, yes. guys are the worst. And it wasn't killing Ricky. The worst. Was something else. But uh, no, it was, uh, rude, crude, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Guys are Colleen's, the worst. Colleen's a pro. Go ahead. Anything else before we say goodbye, Spicy? How Colleen are you, is, by the way? Colleen is a pro. I'm. I am well. How are you? Good. <laughs> I I threatened I threatened Ricky before this to not play that carousel music this time. He did. And she. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I thought she was not so cowardly. I thought she'd play it still, but she's living up to it. Ricky. No, uh, I don't Ricky, know. Please I, tell me you have that teed up right now. What what are we do? What are we doing if you don't? She wouldn't know. do that. Zeus, let me let me ask you, how ridiculous do you think it is that five years after his playing career, Nick Mangold's on Bud Light Seltzer commercials? Nick Mangold. That's I that's East Coast bias in a way. But okay. The center Stop for the New York Jets from five years bias. ago, or whatever it is. It's, what a, it's this about? is way this is way worse than when Justin Tuck was on a subway commercial. Uh, way worse you're, you're a little bit in your midwest bubble or your if nick, bubble. Well, nick nick mangold from right up the road here centerville yeah, ohio so what are you talking about did you track his college career did you track a, cent- a center that last year? hey he was a critical member of the 2002 ohio state buckeyes there you Wait, go Ricky. this is a clown take to come after mangold because he got he got some scratch for a commercial i'm take. happy for him i'm happy Bring for in the him. circus put a big top over this take for spicy you think the Mariners are going to beat out the Yankees for the wild card minus fifty no, and run differential? Uh, listen, I don't know about that Brutal. side of it, but I could tell you they just went to uh, Boston and Toronto and took five out of six. So I'm feeling pretty good. I know they're probably in, but uh, but Seattle Seattle's probably going to come and get Boston, and Toronto's pretty much dead. So in, in form, they will probably be at the Bronx on Tuesday night when I'm on a plane to London with Ricky. I'm not excited about that. We're off the rails. All right, spicy. we are. We are. All right, spicy. We love you. I really did. I'm happy to hear from you. I, I how about I, this lighting? You gotta love this light. Nice. It's nice. It I look good. like uh, look I don't good. know what I look like. 
Um, and thank you. And uh, say hi to if you run across any Wesling brothers. I know that city's lousy with them. Uh, say hi on our behalf. Will do. All great right. talk. Great, great talking, you guys. Good job, you Spicy. Too, Spicy. Good appearance. Thank you, Ricky. All right. You too. Good appearance by Spicy. I liked it. <laughs> I do like that he he privately reached out to you about the circus music. He. Oh, let me read Not the me. text. Not me. Let me read the text. You. If you play the carousel music again, we're going to fight, yo. Oh, that's so good. That's the Oh, I got see, right the biggest before. mistake he made is letting Same. us know that it bothers him. <laughs> I wouldn't even thought of it. Me uh, but thank you. Forgot about it. The great Brad Spicer. He's a good dude. Uh, and it's a good day if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan. So that is it. That's where we're that's where we're at. Real quick, Ricky, do you want to do you have any takes on the uh Super Bowl 56 halftime show. It was announced today. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar. Let me figure this out. Dre's from L.A. Snoop, Long Beach. Come on now. Kendrick, Kendrick. Lamar, South Central. Mary J., I'm not sure where Mary J. hails. Uh, Eminem's obviously Detroit, but he has the the ties, of course, to... Um, Oh, Mary J. Blige is from the Bronx. Okay, well, all right, but she's Mary J. So you want to get that element into it? That 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 this is something to have a, a true hip hop halftime show. As someone that they used to have me cover this event, I used to go to the press conferences on Thursday of Super Bowl week or Friday of Super Bowl week. This is something that they were reticent to to go down this path, and that was always to me not not the way to go because hip hop is the dominant. A musical form and popular culture in America and the Super Bowl is America's day uh, in terms of pop culture. Uh, so I think this is smart and good. I'm looking forward to it. And all these artists have bangers. That's my take. What's yours? Yeah, exactly. At first, when I was like racking my brain, I was like, okay, L.A., they'll maybe go hip hop because like you said, it's it's been trending that way for a long time. And, and they've been, frankly, you know, behind the times and and they caught up, which was great. Um, but I was like, could Snoop Dogg like hold a halftime show? I'm like, would they really do that? I don't know. And then even Kendrick Lamar, like, is that big, a big enough name for, you know, some of the flyover states and, and stuff like that? Not, not, you know, saying you're not going to win over the flyover states totally, but right. But I was like, so what are, who's going to hold? But then when they announced them all together, I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Like it's going to be so sick. And during the halftime, if you guys catch it, if you go back and watch, you know, Colleen tonight on, on TNF and she tossed it to Dre and Snoop who did a little, um, you know, like two minute sort of interview, really cool checking it out. And it got me hyped. All right, good. All right, so we're both on the same page yeah. with this. And I, I don't even have to ask Greg. I don't have to wait till Tuesday to talk with us because Greg oh, famously stoked. likes rap. So that's good. So there you go. Uh, and the NFL, they had kind of backed themselves into a bit of a corner where the, it seemed like you had to find this huge universal artist, and that usually meant older rock band, and that's just not where things are. Right now, rock music doesn't have a grip on the culture like it once did, and they've already gotten all the classic rockers. And besides, a lot of like the classic rock acts are kind of being phased out by Father Time now. So this makes sense. Just make it if it's make it a pop show, a pop spectacle. And by the way, Ricky, just get Taylor Swift next year. I was just gonna say this. Don't you know overthink what I'm thinking. It. I'm like, okay, Taylor Swift. She's re-recording all of her albums. She just announced today that she's re-recording Red, and it's gonna be coming out soon. She's owning all her own music, Dan. What if all of a sudden? <laughs> 
Taylor has her whole collection re-recorded that she owns. I mean, this is trending to something huge. <laughs> you just wait. You got a little too excited that Taylor Swift, who has about $7 billion in the bank, now that she owns all her own music, she'll have $9 billion in the bank. Well, it's a big deal that she's taking control back, you know, from Scooter That's good. Braun. That's all power to the, yep. to the artist, uh, not the But watch. You just watch. Like, there, was, there was some Pepsi, Coca-Cola, you know, but that's off the table now. Taylor Swift, you, I have got a good feeling, Dan. All right, good. It's coming That'll soon. be nice. That'll be fun. Where is the Super Bowl next year? I can't remember. Uh, Arizona, Phoenix. We got to go. We're almost 25 minutes in. Yeah, this is, that was, this is it's in New Orleans. Show. Perfect. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Good stuff. Thank you to everybody for listening. By the way, again, again, we will be in London next week. And later in the week, we want to see you guys so head over to the around the nfl subreddit it's very easy to find if you've never been on reddit just go just type in on the google machine around the nfl reddit that should handle it and you'll have some information that might be of interest to you if you live in england and the surrounding territories that's all yep just keep keep an eye out or um yeah just keep an eye out that's all play me out with that uh Desert Consigliere. That's what it's known as. Some people say, oh, yeah, that's the Godfather theme. No. It's the Spice Rack. Come on back Sunday night for the flagship show. Until then. Heed the call. That's my Brando. <laughs> Needs work. Yeah.